0: Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca. sponsor You're listening to the Candid Conversations Podcast, where we share with you the adventures of small business, the community, and folks in communications. We are your hosts, digital marketer Dan Nicholson and small business strategist Sagan Morrow. This is exclusive content number one.
1: This is the extra bit of episode four. Uh, honestly, a lot of stuff has happened with Juxta Communications and stuff we can't quite fit into a five-minute, six-minute intro. Yes. So this is this is the extra content for those who are listening. Uh, who just want to follow along with our own our own business? Who decided just kind of you know this may be quite sporadic, uh, but we have moved the needle quite a bit. Basically, we, we might repeat some of the stuff that we've actually talked about in episode four, but um,
0: one of, so one of the founding principles of our business, Juxta Communications, which the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast falls under. Is transparency so we want to be able to share the behind the scenes of our business and and it's really fun for us and and we hope for you as listeners to hear the behind the scenes of our business um, every three weeks you know before the uh, before each episode of the candid conversations podcast but you know we've we've been making so much progress in our business that we just kind of want to talk a little bit more about it. So that's that's why we're kind of diving a little bit more into it today. Mm-hmm. And again, it just falls in line with this whole transparency component of Juxta Communications. So we felt like it was just kind of a perfect opportunity to talk more about business. And we always want to talk more about business, that's, of course.
1: Hence, hence why we have the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Juxta, it, it started out as... a. a, a not an idea but more of a conversation that we both had mm. um, the podcast came as an idea and we it, it snowballed from there oh
0: did it ever snowball uh,
1: so I mean you've heard in a few a couple episodes if you've been listening uh, that the fact that she basically came up with the idea 48 hours later we came up with a podcast but juxA was a whole different beast and so we've actually decided that our best Our skill sets are very complementary to each other, but end up supplementing each other, I should say. Yes. And so, I mean, me being a very technical person, so like I'm editing this podcast, for example, I I enjoy doing these things, but on the other hand, I don't really care about the content itself. (laughs) I don't care about pushing out the content. Uh, Sagan, on the other hand, loves writing the content; hence, why she is the content editor.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, when you're listening to the Candid Conversations podcast, uh, the editing of it, when you're like, "Oh my god, this podcast is so well edited," it is, right? And that's all Dan. That is not has anything to do with me.
1: You're making now, me blush. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but you know, when you're when you're on the Candid Conversations blog, candidpodcast.ca, which you're probably on right now. Uh, the show notes for every podcast—that's what I write. So, you know, we have this this amazing uh, complementary skill set where Dan is so good with the technical side of things, and I happen to have a skill set around the content mm. side of things, and that. So it's it's interesting to sort of see how that has transitioned into having this amazing idea of us partnering with a business together juxta communications Yep. uh
1: and what's interesting too just to kind of jump on that uh the fact that even though we are working together on these things we've talked about it in some in episode four we talked about it in episode three and just as we go one of the biggest things about juxta i think and some of the business stuff that we've done in the past is seg and i have have been friends for years yes uh which a lot of people would actually state that if you're Going into a joint partnership (laughs) together with someone, doing a friendship joint partnership is the stupidest thing in the world.
0: Which I think also is, like, even more fascinating and, like, you know, potentially people would say problematic for us because it's not just that Dan and I are really good friends, it's also, like, our spouses. So, like, Dan's fiancé is one of my best friends. And before Dan me, yes, yes, before before, before Dan became one of my best friends. And Dan is my Kamala husband's best friend. And we are both my Kamala husband and myself are in Dan and his fiance's wedding party mm-hmm. in a few months. So so there is like a whole convoluted friendship here which I think that a lot of people would look at it and go, "Oh dear, this yeah. is a problem. Going into business together."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are we're Hopefully not setting ourselves up for failure here.
0: A- and uh, we aren't. No, we're not. Absolutely not.
1: Again, which is, I think we're we're taking the steps as a, two friends, as well as um, doing every check we can, because we want to make sure this friendship is not, you know, doesn't fall out. Yes,
0: yeah, so we want to make sure that the friendship is essentially strengthened by our business partnership Mm -hmm. rather than negatively affected. And so we've made so many strides to make sure that our business partnership and our, you know, going into this with a contractual agreement that, that really outlines absolutely everything about the business partnership to ensure that nothing slips through the cracks. And so that everything is, is very well aligned. And so we think ahead for every possible scenario that could potentially happen. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully.
0: I think we're, I think we're okay. I hope so. But we, but we, like, you know, definitely this is something to think about. And if you are, if you listening to this show are kind of thinking about starting your own business partnership, you know, this is one of the things that you want to think about. You want to definitely go into creating a very strategic business plan and making Mm -hmm. sure that you are creating an, an agreement with your business partner where you are both on the same page, where your spouses are on the same page, where you have a whole plan for the future. because. For us, this partnership is not something that we are having for the next couple of years. This is a lifetime partnership. <laughs> this is this, essentially yeah, a marriage, yeah. right? Like, And so we are looking at this as, okay, if one of us eventually, for whatever reason, happens to want to terminate this relationship or this this partnership, what does that look like? And how do we make sure that we are both protected, that our spouses are protected? All of these types of pieces come into play.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, the fact that it is it is such a an intense partnership especially from a friendship standpoint having said that i think it does help no being a friend and being a part of a, a group of friends uh that this if this were to fail this could be the end of our friendship yes and hence why we are putting a lot of checks in place and even bringing in our spouses to say like "Is this make sense you know like mm-hmm. you know like we do not want the fallout of our business to be in a situation that it breaks up our friendship or breaks up our immediate, I guess, not even friend, but extended friend group.
0: Yes, because you have an entire group of friends which would definitely, I mean, that would be, that would would completely affect them as well. So there's there's a lot on the line for sure. There's a lot of risk involved with going into this business together. Yeah,
1: and that's, uh, we talked about risk, just not in, in general but i guess hopefully in this episode and so (laughs) forth but uh we did talk about risk and how things are very you know you got to make sure that things are calculated in a way that you get to mitigate mitigate risk as best as you possibly can and so that's where you know contracts are in place we're going to lawyers we're going to again our spouses we're double checking over ourselves we're going to well ideally hopefully we maybe even look at uh, some of our extended friends, if you yeah, absolutely, you know, getting an outside a, an opinion. It's a great idea. Um, these things and these stop gaps for potential failures. So uh, I think maybe it might have been episode one, maybe episode two, when we were talking about it. Uh, and if not, then I apologize. I'm <laughs> referencing absolutely nothing. But uh, one of the things that I always like to look at is how can this fail uh
0: yes and, that, and
1: that's just me being a very technical person a very logical person there are so many ways a thing can fail there's only one way that something can be successful i mean look at thomas edison am i right Absol- yeah, yes again. you <laughs> like, are yes you are i was like is it thomas edison the <laughs> other, yeah so you know like yeah there's so many ways you can fail learn Uh, The only issue in this case is if you fail, uh, it could very well be a fallout.
0: Yes. And, you know, and and again, this comes back to if you check our website in the, uh, we have an article, candidpodcast.ca slash beginning I believe is the is the link. If it's not I'm going to make it a link. (laughs) That's where you can actually hear this whole component of us coming up with the brainstorming session for the podcast and Dan actually said you know you you actually said to me what are the ways that this that this podcast could fail and that Mm -hmm. was one of my favorite Mm -hmm. questions ever because I do think that's so important and the other side of it I mean, I'm Dan, I'm not sure if you want to talk more about that, which is great and we can totally talk more about that. But the other side of it to me is this whole concept of, you know, when it's right, it's right. And I think for both of us no, no, I don't even think I, I know for both of us it was this was the exact right decision for us. And you know, when you go into something and if you're like, Yes, this this is something we need to do. Mm-hmm then you go ahead and do it and of course you are very strategic about it i mean i'm coming from this from the strategic like i'm a business strategist of course i come from it
1: from a a strategic standpoint
0: yes but i do think it's really important to listen to your gut in business and to see you know like do you actually want to do this and if one of you is hesitating then that's a big problem and Mm -hmm. you should definitely address that but if both of you are are listening to your gut and you're saying yes this is something we need to do, now let's figure out how we make this happen, then that's a great sign to keep moving forward. And that's, I think, what has been such a driving point for our business. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. Um, The fact that, I mean, I came to you first, I think, the fact that I had this idea of it would be great to partner with you Mm -hmm. on I mean, originally, it was more of it'd be great to partner with you on different business contracts. Yes. Um, the idea that you have such a great skill set in content and content writing, and I have a great skill set in developing and technical aspects of AdWords and stuff like that. I didn't have that that skill set that you had. So therefore, it was like, I really want to partner with you in a way that we can both benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone... One step further to that, and be like, <laughs> I would love to start a business with you. Uh, and even though I, I it came down to the right time, like you said,
0: yes, um,
1: it did come down to I understand that you wanted to be a solopreneur and that's all you wanted, so therefore, I did not approach you with this idea, even though I know it, <laughs> you didn't even want to do uh service contracts or anything like that, it was, I just wanted to do. Education pieces.
0: Yeah, I was really moving into the online courses because I love teaching people how to do what I do.
1: Absolutely, and that's and that to me was when I felt it was a right time because mm-hmm. not only, not only are we approaching this from a, a standpoint of yeah we can take on clients, but the long term goal of Juxta is to uh, get to an education piece because i i have some knowledge in adwords and analytics and google tag manager and wordpress and all this stuff
0: and he's being very modest right now and he says he has some knowledge
1: (laughs) i'm i well thank you (laughs) speechless now um but having said that is i'm i've gotten to a point where in my time it's like i'm i do enjoy doing it but There's a whole new generation that's up and coming. Yes. Um, And in my head, uh, I've worked with many interns in my 9 to 5 job. And I still work (laughs) 9 to 5. I even work with an intern right now. And I love her. She's amazing. But all these people, they're starting to get 10 years old. uh, I shouldn't say older, but younger than me. You know, I have gone through the Facebook... And Twitter, I shouldn't say the Facebook, you're going to laugh at me now, but.
0: (laughs) Clearly we are, we are nearing our (laughs) thirties. Showing our time
1: now. But to go through, to go through Facebook and Twitter when it was coming into organizations, that's, that to me was, that was when I switched over to digital marketing. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was in marketing, but this whole new realm of marketing was entering when I was first starting the entering the job market. I mean, a lot of maybe some of you would be like, "Oh, wow, you know, Dan, you're, you're <laughs> super young." <laughs> but a lot of these people, you know, ten years ago, uh, I mean, people are just leaving school now. They've had Facebook, Twitter, I mean, Snapchat, and all these all the mm. all these different types of platforms. It's not, it's not something we're trying to figure out anymore. It's something we we do know how to use it. And we know how to apply numbers to it. It's no more longer about the likes or the shares or anything like that. It's how does it tie back to the actual ROI and the revenue. And so that's what a lot of these interns and younger generation, I say this is showing <laughs> the my The younger
0: generation. Younger,
1: yeah, the younger generation <laughs> of the fact that, you know, these people and these, they're very smart with the actual tools, mm-hmm. you know. And I've gotten to the point that I've just become so cynical with it. <laughs> Which sounds terrible, but I've gotten to this point that I understand how they're used. I don't care about them anymore. You know, I, I understand how they're used to the point of business. I don't use them for my own personal gain, and, but these people do. So, to teach them how to use them for a business gain uh, is the long term goal here.
0: Yes, that and education piece is so important.
1: Absolutely. And long, long winded side of things (laughs) is the juxta communications is long-term goal is going to be an education only I guess piece of Mm -hmm. organization I mean I'm not really articulating that's not my job
0: Oh (laughs) (laughs) well and I think I think that you've said some really important things here though and and for juxta communications you know right now in the beginning, I mean, not even quite right now, but when we really officially launch, which you know might be might be a little while from now, mm-hmm. but really we are about this sort of create and educate side of things, and we are focusing on providing services for people because that is what both of us are very good at—freelance services. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both been doing this for a number of years now, and then the education side of things, which is you know this podcast and having online courses, which I've been doing for the last year, and having. Ebooks and all of this so that's that is really important and having both sides that create and educate Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really interesting because you know this whole concept of starting the business together did come from Dan and it was hilarious because our first meeting you know I showed up knowing that we were going to go into business together you know he he approached this idea to me on Google chat and I basically decided pretty much immediately that yes, I wanted to do this because I go with my gut in business. But I still showed up to this meeting with this this notebook, basically like Leslie Nope in the Parks and Rec
1: that is TV true. show, that with is like very true
0: when she gets her like she's offered this national parks job and she has this binder of ideas and she or questions and she's like, I want to know everything. Like that was basically me going.
1: <laughs> I came to this meeting with nothing. <laughs> I literally came to this meeting not expecting her to even say yes, or even I'm considering it. I just expect her to outright say no. Yeah. And be like, but here, we-. so I put this out there more to the universe of, I want to kind of start a business together. And expecting that she would pull it back down and be like, no, but I want to get to the contract point, mm-hmm. which is what I wanted her to get to. <laughs>
0: And then I came at you with a whole different idea than you initially expected.
1: (laughs) It it definitely went uh, not where I thought it was going to go. Yeah. But yeah, I came came to this meeting with nothing. (laughs) And she came with her book of all these questions. (laughs) It was like, how are we going to do this? And I think all I did was like, well, I think we're going to do it this way. And I don't. I mean, you can. And then I had a
0: whole bunch of different ideas for how we could do things.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. I mean, I mean, you could speak to more of your questions because all I remember is just sitting there with coffee and just be like, "I'm just going to answer these questions <laughs> and see how this goes."
0: And and it was fantastic. And knowing that you know, like we, I was walking to this meeting knowing that I was telling Dan that yes, we were going to start a business together, but I still want to you know go through all these questions. And I think that is really important when you are starting a business with someone else. To have all those questions and to really go go like dive deep into what will this business look like? What what are our services going to look like? How is this going to you know affect our friendship if you are friends ahead of time? Mm. Um, what will this look like five years down the line or thirty years down the line? Right, like going deep into all of that is really important. And another thing that I would want to draw your attention to when you are listening right now, you're probably think you're maybe thinking right now that you would want to get into a business partnership with someone else. And what I would draw your attention to is that, you know, throughout this particular conversation, maybe some of our other conversations, I don't, I don't know that Dan and I get into this a, a huge amount in our podcast episodes, but. I think one of the most important parts about our business partnership is the fact that we truly respect one another and we truly uh, believe in one another's skill sets and, and appreciate each other's skill sets. And I think that that is such a crucial piece. Like we genuinely think that the other person is extremely awesome (laughs) and can do this, this amazing skill that, that, um, that people can benefit from. And if you, if you are going into a business partnership, you need to believe in the other person and you need to trust them and you need to think that they are like amazing, basically. And if you don't think that, if you think that, you know, someone else could do the skill easily just the same as they can, then that might be a bit of a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I, that's a good point. I, I I mean, I admire the fact that you you do point out that to have those skill sets, I, I, I bring it back to the listeners who, obviously just listen to you say i came to this this meeting with a book of questions
0: (laughs) like literally i'll have to take a picture of it and put it with these show notes
1: the to to me (laughs) again i came to this meeting with nothing i was like i was not expecting where it went uh and i think honestly coming to that meeting too and i was I, i was thinking it was like i even though i'm coming with nothing i know that this would basically work out uh Mm -hmm. because i knew you would do the work i i that sounds sounds terrible to do the work it was mostly i knew you would because i when we were saying about it you were like i need to think about this yes and knowing how you how you function and how you work you were going to come back with questions and i already knew that i didn't think you would come with a (laughs) whole notebook full of them but I, I knew that you sh- you would have a few questions and clarification and the fact that you're getting into the nitty gritty details and project planning is not my forte and it, it I know that like I know I'm an ideas person and I know I'm a technical person
0: mm-hmm.
1: hence why I knew this conversation was going to go at least to the point where I wanted to go of I wanted to give you contracts because I knew I couldn't do them um, when I'm building websites and I've got you know I've got a client right now who I, i'm basically leaning on them to write content but they're not doing it and so i can only go so far so if i'm like if i pull you in Sagan, and you know if i pull you in and say this this client requires some con copywriting maybe we can sell it as a service mm-hmm. you know um that was where my head was at <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to go above and then pull down, because that's always how I've learned. You know, think blue sky, and then it's easier to pull down a, a crappier... idea. Or No, sorry. I shouldn't say that. It's easier to pull down an idea from the sky than it is to push up a crappy idea that's already flushed out. Right. Um,
0: Dan has now learned his lesson that if he approaches me with an idea, I will make it happen somehow.
1: <laughs> I, I, have, I have learned that. So, so having said that, uh, coming into where we're at today... Uh, for our business uh, it's it's been a lot of work I mean Sagan Mm. Sagan has her own full-time work that she is you know basically doing her own courses and her own stuff to make ends meet like it's not it's not something that she can do on the side as for me I work also nine to five uh, I have a full time job. I have a spouse. She, well, I mean, you have a spouse as well. I should...
0: Right. Although I'm not also planning a marriage or a wedding at the at this point, which you that, that you are plan- You are moving house. You just bought a house. Yeah. Which you'll be moving in the next month or so. You yep. are getting married in a few months. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of things going on. Although I would you know I would say that this is one of the things that when it comes to business, it always feels like. There are so many life circumstances happening Mm -hmm. and there are, there are absolutely always so many things happening, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that it, that you have to put your business on hold. And I think that this is where a lot of people fail or struggle with their businesses where they feel like, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, after I move house or after I, you know, get married or after I, Mm. you know, finish this big project at work or what, or after I like help, you know, this particular person in my life who's struggling with this issue, you know, then I'll, then I will go and, and move forward with my business. But the thing is that if you wait until after that next big thing, then something else is just gonna come up mm. and, and be a big issue for you. So you do have to make that decision of, of saying, okay, this is a priority in my life and there are other important things happening right now, but I am also going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that's important and I know that for myself, I mean, yes, I am doing this full time, But I still make it happen and I mean for you Dan like yeah you are moving house soon, you have a 9 to 5 job, you are getting married in a few months like and you are still making this business happen and this podcast happen and I think that that is just such a good testament to the fact that if you are strategic and again my business strategist side of me comes out again but if you are strategic then you can actually make these things happen
1: yeah, you know what? there is no good time.
0: There is never a good time. yes, absolutely.
1: Having said that, I could have picked a better time <laughs> <laughs> to not plan a, a wedding, not to buy a house, and not to obviously start a business, start a business and yeah. do this podcast. Maybe it, it
0: wasn't necessary to do all that in the space of six months.
1: but <laughs> yeah, well, that's, to the listeners out there, you know pick pick at least a decent <laughs> time when you come up with an idea. <laughs> Having said that, it worked, it works, I shouldn't say it worked, it, it is still working. It is I'm, working. I am. It is working for me, and the only reason why it's working for me, because I have, and I wanna talk about this about their business plan, mm. it's working for me because I have this end goal. And my end goal is to be able to work at home with my kids. Yes. And so, I, I don't have kids currently, uh, we do plan on having kids in the future, uh, which I mean is within, you know, three to five years. Like if you're looking at your three to five year plan, it, it eventually will include kids. Uh, again, buying a house is a step toward that. Um, uh, and all that, you know, working a nine to five job is to sustain this idea mm-hmm. of, uh, of, getting to that point. So the end goal and knowing what I want at, at the end basically in this three to five years does include doing this podcast and does include starting a business, <laughs> which I mean, I've had a solopreneur business as coffee powered analytics already. I mean, I've had it for a God I've, you know what <laughs> I've had it for 10 years. I'm not going to lie. A
0: long time.
1: Uh, I've had coffee Pirate.ca for 10 years, knowing that one day I will own coffee powered. Um, and I, I own the ner- I own the rights here in Manitoba now. I own the rights to Coffee Powered Analytics, which is the business. What I didn't ever expect was doing it with someone else. Yes. And the only reason why is because I know myself to say if I want to get to that point in my life where I can sustain time, you know, if I want to take that 2 to 3 o'clock to go pick up my kids at school or if I want to go on that field trip with my kids when, you know, they go to the beach or something like that. I've been there you know, as a kid, and I, I appreciated the time that my parents put into that. And on the flip side, I want to be able to do that myself. Sure, businesses are moving in a way that they can sustain or have that flexibility with with uh, taking that time off, which is great, but in the other hand, I also want to be able to call the shots. I love having that control, and when it comes down to having my own business, I do not have the, uh, not the ability, but I just don't have the strength or willpower to to call the shots and have myself as a self sustaining business. Doing this joint partnership with Sagan, however, knowing that I'm, I mean, being in the agency world, it's very quick. Always demands you always have to answer the client. Uh, knowing that and whoops, and being. Having to answer to a deadline has always been my ability, uh, and I love doing it. Don't ask me why, I just enjoy it. (laughs) But having Sagan, who is a a planner, and uh, hell, you said business plans are sexy.
0: (laughs) Yes, I feel like that should be one of my taglines. Business plans are sexy.
1: That's not my forte, and I, I was going on again ten years with a business idea, but I've not have put together a plan because I was like, "eh, I'll get to it." Yeah. You know, but coming into a joint partnership, to have to say like, you know, what we need a business plan. We need to think about all of the ways that can fail, and yes. even though I like to think of all the ways it can fail, I'm not going to do it on my own. I like to have that discussion, and again, it comes with this podcast too. You know, like. I could, I could talk to you and talk to you for about 30 minutes. And sure, I've talked to probably about 10 minutes of this, <laughs> but to, to have that conversation and that back and forth, and you're not going to think of things all the time. You know, you need someone who's going to compliment you and need someone who's going to talk to you about ideas that, you know, again, is, this could fail or this could be a different alternative. And so that as a business owner is my goal. And I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot second, but. You know, to have a reason of why you're doing it. Yes. Uh, I bring it back to uh, Simon Sinek. What is your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you? Why do you do what you do? do you, I mean, if you want to stick to the nine to five mm-hmm. job, great. Like, why are you doing it? You know, think about why. And I put I put it that I put that out to you.
0: Yes, and to me, you know, I know that so many, and and I myself have been included. I know that so many business owners are so tired of hearing that they need to figure out their why because it's annoying because everyone tells you to do that. But here's the thing. The why is what leads you to the how, and that is why it matters. And I think that that is the problem with the why is that some, so often people will say, Oh, you need to understand your why, but they don't explain why you need to understand your why That's which weird. is the whole thing. That's
1: why she's a business strategist, folks.
0: <laughs> And it's true. Yes. Like, I, like, to me, it's so important that, you know, once you understand why you're doing something, then you can actually figure out the how, and then you figure out your action plan, and then you implement it, and then everything happens. Like, everything rolls forward from there, but it, but it all starts with why you're actually doing it, which is, which is just so important.
1: Absolutely. I, I know your why is to be able to, so... You wanna be able to travel with yes. with with your common law spouse. Yes. And so to be able to travel and, you know, take a month off at a time. You can't do that with your own business.
0: It's it's yes. I mean, like the amount that I do with <laughs> with my business it, like yeah, it's just it's not feasible as a solopreneur. I just cannot do that. I mean, I take two days off and I'm behind on things. Um and granted it's you know, also the way that I've chosen to run my solopreneur business, but having a business partnership just makes everything. It's it's so much easier to see that we can have this future where I can take, you know, weeks off to go traveling and Dan here can take weeks off to spend time with his kids, with his future kids. And like, I think that that's super, super awesome. And, you know, it's interesting too, because the way that we've been talking about things with our business, one of the things that that you mentioned to me, Dan, was, you know, just manage me. And I thought that that was fantastic. At one of our meetings, you said, like, honestly, like, give me deadlines. And I love that because I love managing people. And for you, at this stage in your life, because you have so many other things going on, you have your wedding, you have your big house move, you have a lot of stuff coming up right now with your 9 to 5 job. Mm -hmm. Like, everything's coming to a, like, it's a snowball effect. At this stage, you were just like, I need someone to manage me and tell me what deadlines I have and what do I need to do and that was awesome for me because I was like okay now I don't feel like I'm you know nagging you to do certain things and it was a good I feel like it's so important when you have a business partnership to understand where each other's at in their lives and to come at it from that sort of angle and if one of you needs a little bit more support or direction or whatever it happens to be That you're there to give it and just to be extremely supportive of one another.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, you mentioned it before, it all comes down to communication, right?
0: Yes, it all comes down to communication, absolutely.
1: Uh, You know, if I didn't say just manage me or just give me, you know, the tasks that need to get done this week, like you said, I've, uh, I work in a seasonal business and the summer is the high point Mm -hmm. of what I do. And so with moving in, with the wedding, with uh, the business or, you know, the nine to five, it, it, it is all coming down to the point that I just don't have the time, but this is, this is my high point. And to state this, this is my high point and I need help. You know, if I were to not tell her this and just say, oh, I'll get to it, you know, down the road or I'll get to it when I can. And then she's, you know, waiting on this deadline and all yes. of a sudden I, you know, don't make it. She could be like, "Dan, this is not working," or "this This is how it fails," right? Yes. <laughs> and so you have to be super clear with each other, uh, and you know, I and I see after you know after October, November, at that point, I'm good. Like that, you know, I've already moved, I've already had my wedding, and the seasonal <laughs> point of the nine to five is done. So I, I, ideally, will have time. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I mean, we're looking at this uh, business plan. And we're looking at the timelines of things that we need to get done and, you know, uh, you've got things going on this summer as well. I mean, I shouldn't discount that, you know, like you want to.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm in the, right now I'm in the middle of a course launch, you know, set yourself up for freelancing success is, is going to be launching within the next, uh, very soon, (laughs) June 1st to 7th, (laughs) like it is. It is a short launch, but and, and there's there's a lot of other things that I have going on as well. Absolutely, there's
1: yeah, there's there's lots yeah. of things. Again, Sagan so mentioned it, it's there's no good time to start a business, but to know your why and why you're doing it uh, is a huge thing. So from a business planning standpoint, if we are going to join a joint partnership or even if you're doing it yourself, actually, you know, Sagan compliments me in a way that. Being able to look at the nitty-gritty details and actually hold yourself accountable to uh, building this business plan, uh, meetings and agenda meetings—I've mentioned it already—is huge. You know, look at—I'm going to spend if I'm going to spend you know 15 minutes to an hour on one thing today on my business plan. What am I going to tackle? Uh, tackle X, Y, Z, uh, and then at the very end, always having action items to kind of put yourself into the next meeting. Um, and I'm sure Sagan has stuff on her website, secondmorrow.com to check it out. So looking for tips, check out her website, but, uh, having her as a freelance coach and also as a business partner has been fantastic because she's been keeping me on track. Also, she's been helping me achieve my goals. And so it really comes down to what are your goals and how are you going to stick to them? You know, and don't look, you know what, do not look at anyone else online <laughs> not gonna lie i have a bunch of people i follow uh gary v terry o'reilly uh ross simmons who from halifax uh bunch of yeah bunch of influencers <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah i've got all these influencers oh yeah yeah i'm not even gonna list them ran fishkin that kind of thing like i've got all these influencers and they're all you know pushing themselves to the point that they are an influencer but you know what I don't want to be an influencer. I just want to be able to do something that allows me to spend time with my kids. Like, again, future kids. Like, I'm not even yes. there yet. So I don't want to be top dog on the internet or go talk to Moz.com or anything like that. I mean, if Moz is listening, by all means, I will definitely not <laughs> that say. That would I,
0: be awesome. <laughs> not saying I wouldn't,
1: but, uh, yeah, it, it's not about hitting the top bar and Everyone's going to tell you about hitting that top bar. You know what? Hit the bar that's going to fit for you. And, you know, and, and hold yourself accountable. And it's, it's hard to do, especially if you're, again, in a... I'm, I'm working 16 to 18 hours right now, you know. But luckily, my spouse is out of town for a month, <laughs> so I, I can do that. But when she gets back, it's going to make it a lot harder, especially when we're moving into the house. And so these weekly meetings that we have, these coffee meetings... You know, 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. and I go to work. You know, that's an hour and a half of my time. I could be laying at home. Yeah. You know, I could be lounging around the house and stuff. But, again, like, find the time that works for you, even if it's an hour a week, you know, to... Yes. Just just put yourself in there. Uh, I mean, I'm giving coaching advice from... (laughs)
0: No, and, and, and coach I think, here, but no, but it's important. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it, I mean that's what's working for me. Uh, find that time that works for you. And Wednesday mornings uh, works for Sagan because her
0: <laughs> my common law husband is never around on Wednesdays. That's he true. comes in for a week, and it's always Thursday to very early on Wednesday mornings.
1: So yeah. so she's up at four and on Wednesdays. Uh, Literally Wednesdays.
0: four a.m. on Wednesdays. <laughs>
1: So, and I'm an early person, uh, my, my fiance slash partner, I should say partner because, uh, yeah, we are partners. We're a team. So my partner, uh, she enjoys, she's a night owl. (laughs) I'm not a night owl. So, I mean, I'm just kind of creeping around the house at this point anyway. So why not? I get out of the house, meet up with my business partner have that hour of time, or even just go, you know, if you have your own office and your own solopreneur or whatever you are, you know, take that hour that works for you, you know, write down some action items. You know, it doesn't have to be, I need to build a website, Mm -hmm. even though that is my task list for this week. That
0: is one of your task lists, yes.
1: (laughs) But I know the website itself is going to take me at least, you know, it's going to take me probably about three days, Mm -hmm. you know, at maybe four hours. Per day, er, yeah. So I mean, that's gonna be take yeah four eight, to you know twelve. It's gonna take me twelve hours, probably just to put that thing together. So it, it sounds overwhelming, but at least if I can break it up into hour chunks, or you know like, my partner may have something with her friends that night. You know, instead of playing video games. Uh, why don't I sit down for an hour and do a little bit of extra work and then treat myself as a, a video game or you know read or whatever it is that you're you enjoy you know don't think of it as work even though it is and yeah sure I complain about it here and there but uh, yeah just figure out the thing that you enjoy and then reward yourself at the end because if you're a nine to five person it's it's hard to find that time especially if you have kids and I understand that.
0: And I, I would also say that, you know, if it feels that much like it is work to you, like if you really are like, Oh, I have to work on my business. I really don't want to like, I mean, actually that's going to happen because of burnout. But if that's every single day where you're like, I don't want to work on my business, it just feels like more work. Then that's a problem that you have to actually face that. That's like, a, that's a deeper issue that you need to deal with because if that, like if that happens once or twice, that's normal. But if that's every single day, then maybe your business is not right for you. Right. And and what it comes down to is really recognizing, OK, if I actually want to do this then it is fun or, you know, it's, it's something I need to sort of figure out in the right way that works for me. And this is something that Dan and I figured out very early on. We wrote into our business plan our honesty policy. And it was one of the first things that we wrote into the business plan, which was this entire internal communications plan around, you know, the types of things that like, we need to be extremely honest about things if we are feeling burned out, if we need extra support. And just this morning at our business meeting, Dan, you were saying to me, you know, oh, I don't want to complain about things. And I said to you, no, please complain because it's so important that we don't hold back. And, that we do you know if we feel like we just have a lot going on if we feel overwhelmed we need to talk about it and it's okay to talk about that and it's okay to feel overwhelmed but when you talk about it and when you discuss it then you can also figure out strategies and solutions to the problem and sometimes you can realize that oh let's just take the day off together let's not work you know like we just both you know we need a day you know to to do our own thing or Maybe maybe you can work together to figure out, oh, actually, okay, what exactly are you stressed out about? What do you need help with? What can I support you with? Here are five things that we can do within the next 30 minutes that are going to be game changers. So it's so important to have that, that honesty policy, that communication plan written into your business plan. If you're going into business with someone else to be just so honest with one another and to be okay with complaining to each other or feeling overwhelmed to just be honest about that that's that is extremely important to just talk about that to communicate
1: yeah that's a that's a big big point uh to be able to clearly identify exactly how you're feeling and i mean if you are a solopreneur then if you have a spouse uh talk to them about it yes uh, you know they're going to be supportive of what you're doing anyway so it it may seem like it's a uh, you know uh bias opinion but still to be able to talk about it and uh and have that opinion from someone else does help uh especially my own solopreneur stuff um even though it's my own thing she's still my partner and she still supports me in what i'm doing and so definitely definitely talk to anyone you need to uh i mean hell reach out to us if you need to talk to someone about business you're more than welcome to uh we'll respond as best as we can um, but having said that with uh, some of our business plan stuff we're, I mean we're still working on it
0: uh, we're <laughs> chipping away
1: at it but uh, we'll keep you updated in our podcasts uh, as best as we can uh, and we're pretty much in the thick of it now so I mean reach out to us if you have any questions on where we're at we're, uh, one of our policies is we want to be as transparent as possible Yes, uh, which is not a huge thing with uh, a lot of agencies in and around you know, the world Even though they may uh, say transparency is key, but we, again, we're we're all about education and that's kind of what we uh, strive for. So being as transparent and honest as possible is one of our core values for Jackson communications. So uh, yeah, give us a shout if you have any questions, uh, you know, just how we're kind of progressing or if you have any questions in terms of how you can uh, push push your business in the direction you need it to go uh yeah i I mean we're
0: you can visit like i mean our contact information is on our website candidpodcast.ca you can also find us on twitter instagram facebook and linkedin juxta Coms.
1: Just the comms right We now. are
0: just, we are, we we haven't even posted our first posts on those platforms yet. Yeah. Bear with us. We are figuring out our marketing plan. Or rather, I should say I am figuring out our social media marketing plan. But you can always reach us, uh, hello at candidpodcast.ca.
1: Correct. Yeah. And uh, I think even we're, we've we got the juxtacommunications.ca e- uh, email now. So it's... We do. Uh, Sagan at Jackson well, juxtun. <laughs> Sagan at juxtacommunications.ca or Dan at juxtacommunications.ca. Uh, reach out to us. I think even hello at juxtacommunications will send us send us an email as well. Um, having said that, we'll try and keep you updated as best we can. Again, in the podcast, and if you know we make some strides like we have in the past uh, couple weeks between episode three and four, <laughs> yes, uh, we'll try and maybe do another one of these uh, exclusive pieces of content. Um, which I mean, I'm probably gonna put this up on uh, iTunes as a you know episode 3.5 or something. Oh like
0: I like it. Yes, yeah. do it that way.
1: So, uh, yeah, hope uh, hope your business is going well. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, give us a like and share, and uh, all the best.
0: Thanks for listening. You can check out more at CandidPodcast.ca.
1: Thanks for listening to the Candid Conversations Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and a share with your friends and coworkers.
0: Visit candidpodcast.ca to learn more about this podcast, to access some of our favorite free resources for your business, and to submit any questions you would love for us to answer in our next episode. Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca slash sponsor.
1: say after that i was
0: just gonna say this is episode 4.5
1: okay uh this is oh, wait ex- this is
0: exclusive content number episode 4.5
1: you just say number one ex- exclusive content number one oh yeah. yeah okay this is exclusive <laughs> okay sorry.